Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of the S-Tech podcast. We're talking tech, and I'm Sam Freeman, so let's just jump into it. So today, of course, was the WWDC 2020, so we just finished up the live stream, and I'd like to talk over some of the recaps, some of the big points they noted, and in particular, the kind of stuff, what they're doing with iOS and how they're moving in that direction as a whole. So we saw some really interesting advancements here with a lot of the features that we're adding. You know, a lot of this had been rumored before, of course, but it's all new stuff for the iPhone, all new stuff for iPhone users. But for people like me, for Android users, for people who have been familiar with Android and been using it for a while, a lot of this stuff is very familiar. You know, adding stuff like picture-in-picture mode, which has been on Android since version 8.0 Oreo. Um, adding stuff like widgets on the home screen, which we've had since, you know, the gingerbread days, maybe even before that back pretty much when Android was first invented. They're, what they're doing is it's all kind of coming full circle, and it creates an interesting difference between the true, the true difference between iOS and Android and the approaches that they're taking. You know, whereas Android has gone taking the functionality first and tried to fix up the polish year after year after year, trying to get it more and more polished, Apple started with a very, very polished ecosystem from the beginning. So they already have the polish, they have the stability, they have the smoothness, the smoothness. Sorry, so instead they can focus on adding the features that Android's already had. And what they do is they slowly introduce those features to their users as opposed to what Android did, which was throwing everything at the users and hoping that they'd be able to adapt, and many users just became overwhelmed. And we're starting to see something really crazy, something that really wouldn't have been expected just a couple years ago, is that Android is removing features that iOS has while iOS is adding features that Android had. I mean, stuff like the control center on Android has been losing features. You know, the quick settings on Android used to be able to quickly access, for example, your Wi-Fi networks and your Bluetooth devices and connect and disconnect to them without having to open the settings app. And that feature was removed in Android 9 Pie. But now we saw that very same feature making its way to the Apple devices. You know, the story with the recorder, for example, it's built in on the iPhone, and it still isn't available on Android. It's supposed to be available on Android 11, it's supposed to be available on Android 10, it's supposed to be available on Android 9, and they just keep pushing that back. So hopefully that will be available on Android 11. But we're seeing this interesting this interesting convergence of operating systems. Android 10 completely copied the gesture system from the iPhone, right? It's basically a, a word for word, it's gesture for gesture, almost identical to what the iPhone had to offer. And now we're seeing Apple introduce nearly identical features to what Android has to offer, the home screen widgets, the app drawer. They're introducing an app drawer. Like, this is iOS. They were so adamant about not having an app drawer. And, you know, it's all come full circle now. I feel like it really highlights how similar these two operating systems have become. And it also introduces another, another interesting thing. You know, for people like myself who might use two phones, a phone on the iPhone system and on the Android system, they're very familiar, very homogenous, very easy to switch between. But it's also interesting for consumers because now people on Android, it's a lot easier for them to switch to iOS. And for people on iOS, it's a lot easier for them to switch to Android. So this will really be interesting to see kind of what happens. You know, I saw an article on Android Police. Let me pull it up here so we can reference that. I saw an article about Android Police about how these new iOS features were good news for Google because it'll be easier for people um, to switch over from an iPhone to an Android phone. So let's read this here. Um, they say a single theme that has emerged in iOS 14, the company is taking a lot of cues from Android. Um, so as I see it, the, the author here is uh, Ryan Hager. He says, as he sees it, 
um, Apple is actually doing Google a huge favor um, in the long run since these changes could eventually make it easier for iPhone users to switch to Android. That's an interesting analysis of the situation. I don't know if that would really be the case. It's really going to be interesting to see how this plays out because I think for users like me who have stuck with Android for a long time, this has actually made it more compelling to switch to iOS because traditionally the, the way the, the comparison has been between iOS and Android is iOS has been polished, you know, it's been very easy to use and very user-friendly, very secure, you know, it's had all the applications and integrations, whereas Android has been all about features, having all the features that iOS was missing. You know, back in the day, if you bought an iPhone, it couldn't record video or copy stuff to the clipboard or very, very basic things. But then there's been many more things, like multitasking on Android has just been so much better with picture-in-picture, split-screen multitasking, features that iOS has never had. I mean, only the craziest of jailbreak tweaks could add this kind of functionality. I mean, there's been stuff on Android that's only been possible because it's an Android phone, and that's the advantage that it's had. But now that Apple is adding all of those features that used to be exclusive to Android, they're adding that picture-in-picture, picture. they're adding that, that better multitasking, they're adding you know, better NFC support, they're adding shortcuts, they're adding a built-in screen recorder. All these things used to be what made Android special. And I see this as a, a way for Apple to gain even more ground on skeptical Android users. Because at this point, people like myself are realizing that iOS has many, many of the features over the last few years that they've added, especially, that used to be only available on Android. So it used to be, oh, you know, if you wanted widgets, you had to get an Android phone. If you wanted screen recorder, you had to get an Android phone. You know, if you wanted any support for NFC, you had to get an Android phone. If you wanted to be able to automate anything on your phone, you had to get an Android phone. But Apple is slowly making those barriers disappear, right? So now if I want to automate my phone, I can get an Android phone or an iPhone. Right? If I want to use NFC, I can get an Android phone or an iPhone. So they're kind of breaking down those barriers. They're making it easier to access, and it becomes a much more compelling argument between the two, the two ecosystems. So I can still access many of the same features, but I get all the advantages that Apple has had since the start. I mean, Google has never touched Apple's advantages, right? It's, it's more private. It's more secure. They've got a better privacy policy. It's more polished. It just looks better. It's smoother. It's so much smoother to interact with. Not to mention, they have the vastly more powerful processors in their devices, which makes everything just run smoother. So now you've kind of got all the unique advantages that Apple's had, you know, just on the technical side, plus they've got all the software advantages. So the stuff like iMessage and FaceTime are features that will just never be copied by Android. I mean, no matter how good Google Duo is, Nobody uses Google. I mean, I know there's a billion people that use Google Duo, but the advantage to FaceTime is literally anybody with an iPhone has FaceTime. I mean, you can just call them. It's just as simple as making a phone call, and it creates this ecosystem of users where you don't have to download an app or get a sign-in or get an account or anything. All you need is their phone number, and that's, that's the advantage that iPhones have had, and usually it's been at the detriment of not having the features from the Android devices. But now we're starting to see the tables turn and we're starting to see Apple really, really taking a lead in software. I mean, I see this iOS 14 as one of the biggest moves yet as far as Apple incorporating features that were only available on Android. And I think this makes it very compelling for many Android users to switch to iOS.
you know, think about this from the perspective of an Android user. You know, you got your Android because it's got a file manager, right? It's got widgets, it's got automations, it's got NFC, all these things that you can do on your Android phone that the iPhone just can't do. But, you know, you kind of miss out. Maybe you can't be in your friend's uh, iMessage group chat, or you can't join the FaceTime call, or something like that. And there's all these kind of little, little features, and you say to yourself, oh, it's not that important. You know, I've got my, my files, and I've got my NFC, and I've got my automations. And look, don't get me wrong, there's still plenty of things that Android can do that iOS could just never dream of, right? I mean, some of that is based on the security, that they have less security can enable more of those features and some of it is just the way the operating system has been built over the years but i think the really interesting thing is that you know you still have all these disadvantages with android right but now now ios covers most of those advantages that android had so all of a sudden your advantages are starting to slowly be eroded away and your disadvantages are mostly remaining there, right? Because the advantages are based on Apple. The, the, the advantages that Android has over Apple are based on things that Apple has not implemented. Whereas the disadvantages that Android has compared to Apple are things that Google has not implemented. So if Apple moves quickly enough, they can produce all these advantages and they can close the gap of what Android can do over iOS. And now it's up to Google to, to react to that and to build in better features. And ultimately, we've seen what Google's done with messaging. I don't think they're ever going to fix their messaging situation. Google Duo is pretty good, but, you know, what if you want to talk to somebody on an iPhone? Now you have to convince them to download the app. And for a lot of people, that's pretty difficult. They just don't want to download stuff. So that's an inherent advantage that the iPhone has. They've got their privacy and security advantages that Google can't adopt because they're an advertising company first and foremost. I mean, that's the main difference between Google and Apple. Google primarily is a software company, whereas Apple primarily, traditionally, has been a hardware company. That means Apple can produce enough revenue and profit on their hardware to justify not collecting user data and justify good privacy policies, whereas Google is pretty much using their hardware as an avenue to you know, get you connected to their software. They want you on Android so you can use the Google Play Store and download relevant apps so they can serve you relevant ads about those apps. They want you using YouTube so they can serve you ads in YouTube. They want you using Google Search so they can show you your ads in Google Search. Even the Google Feed. I mean, when you access your widgets on the iPhone, it's your widgets. When you swipe to the left, uh, the left face on your Android device, you see the Google Feed and you see little ads from Google, from recommended stories or recommended articles or whatever it is. So Google is deeply ingrained in the operating system, and there are certain advantages that iOS has because of that, that there's really nothing Google can do to react to that. So now Apple has the advantage of better silicon, undisputed, that's just objective fact. Their hardware, their processors are better than anything you can get on Android. They've got software that's more secure, generally easier to use, and has all the features like iMessage and FaceTime that people love, and that has fewer and fewer missing features compared to Android. We're at the point where Android is starting to get more, is starting to lose features that iOS is adapting. I mean, that's just the start of what we saw at WWDC. So I see that as a really interesting progression in the Android versus iOS debate. I see that as a really interesting progression for iPhone users and for Android users as well. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see you know, who this benefits, you know, is Ryan Hager at Android Police, is he right? Is this going to help Android? I see that as a very far-fetched idea. I mean, I think 
that this is going to be more beneficial to Apple and to anyone else than, than to anyone else. Because people with any type of phone, you know, if you were with a Samsung phone before and you said, well, you know, I wish I could have iMessage, right? I wish I could have FaceTime. The only way you can have iMessage and FaceTime is on an iPhone, right? But if you're on an iPhone and you said, wow, I wish I could get widgets and I wish I could get a screen recorder, traditionally, the only way you could get that was to switch to Android. But now, you can get your screen recorder and your widgets on either Android or iOS. But iOS still has those intrinsic advantages that nobody else can replicate. So it makes a really compelling argument in favor of iOS. And we're seeing all these more powerful features, you know, come over to iOS. I thought it was just really interesting watching the keynote and seeing, you know, that's what they're doing. They're pulling everything from Android, all the features that they were missing from Android over to iOS without sacrificing any of the existing benefits that iOS has. I mean, stuff like that pop-up phone window, the little notification that pops up on the top of your screen. I mean, Android's been doing that for years. That's an exact replica of what's available on Android. Picture in picture, Android's been doing it for years. You know, these were all unique advantages that Android used to have over the iPhone, but now they don't. So now at the end of the day, because think about it, if Android and iOS are at feature parity, which seems to be what Apple is trying to achieve, if they're at feature parity, it's like, well, which one do you choose now? You know, what are your reasons for choosing Android over iOS? Because those reasons are getting fewer and fewer and fewer, and that's exactly what Apple wants to happen. So if you're looking at, you know, an iPhone 11 versus a Pixel 4, for example, and you're saying, well, the iPhone 11, you know, it used to be, well, the Pixel has, maybe it's got more cameras, or the Android phones have expandable storage, or a removable battery, or a headphone jack. The Pixel has none of those things. Right? The iPhone has a more capable camera setup with the ultra-wide camera, records better video, it's got a more powerful processor, and it used to be to get you get the Pixel because it's got all the customization of Android. You know, things like the widget and the screen recorder and the NFC and the, the, the control center, the quick settings. All these things were things that made Android unique and that made the Pixel unique. I mean, now Apple is replicating nearly all of those things, and so you're left with the unique advantages that Apple has over Android. You know, you're left with, this one has iMessage, and this one doesn't. This one has FaceTime, and this one doesn't. This one has a higher quality integration with applications, and this one doesn't. This one can take great quality Instagram stories and Snapchat stories, and this one can't. That's what the difference ultimately comes down to. It's, it's about the individual experiences that Apple just nails on iOS that Android just can't replicate. And I think that's ultimately what it comes down to to most people is the day-to-day -day interactions with the operating systems. I mean, they've become so similar to the point where, you know, they're going to meet in the middle. They're basically already there at the middle. Give it another couple of years, and they're pretty much the same operating system, but they took two completely different paths to get there. Because Apple started with a solid foundation and started with that good privacy, that good security, that good smoothness in the operating system, and those key features that people know and love, they're able to introduce these other features while retaining the advantages that they already had because of their core good qualities of iOS. Whereas Android started as a hot mess. And for years and years and years, Google has been doing damage recovery, essentially starting with uh, Android 5 Lollipop, which is my least favorite version of Android that I've ever used, um, which was a complete redesign of Android. And ever since then, They've been, you know, redesigning it, they've been tweaking it, they've been trying to get it to look nice and feel smooth and feel fluid, they've added gestures, they've 
you know, rework the whole system. But at the end of the day, they're, they're left with that original foundation that they've had since the early days. And that original foundation, while it used to be Android's biggest advantage, is now becoming Android's biggest disadvantage. I mean, you're seeing what Google's trying to do, for example, with scope storage, right? Scope storage has been essentially in iOS for a long time. And Android has had a completely different file management system. And Google is finally realizing, you know what? Apple did this right. But now what they have to do is they have to start from the ground up rebuilding their entire operating system to work with this scope storage. It's difficult for them and developers hate it. You know, it's a huge pain. And Apple has been has been notorious for forcing people to do stuff that they don't like, but they see it ahead of time. They see it, what it will be like in the future. And they kind of implement the features as they're going to need to be implemented in the future. The foundation is already laid to build the operating system out upon that. Whereas Google says, oh, we'll do this now, we'll do this now. And then 10 years down the line, five years down the line, whatever it is, they realize this was the wrong thing to do. We have to now rip this out of the ground and try it all over again. You know, the other advantage too that iOS has, of course, is the ability to push out these updates nearly instantly to millions and millions of people. All of the devices around the world get near instant access to the new versions of iOS. So that also gives Apple this huge advantage where they can improve the, their phones that already exist with the software updates, whereas, you know, many Android phones are waiting years and years. So, you know, that's a really unique approach. They have a unique set of advantages here. And I think they're really playing their cards in the right way. Obviously, they're Apple. They're smart. They know what's going on. They know what the market is like. They know what people are looking for in their devices. And Apple's able to provide that in a much smoother way, a much quicker way, and a much more elegant way than Google, Samsung, LG, OnePlus, than any of them ever could. So that's really interesting. That's that's my hot take on the iOS versus Android debate, how it's been changing because of the new features revealed at WWDC, and kind of what I think this, this landscape is going to look like. And it's going to be really interesting to watch this space and see what happens in the future. So thank you guys for tuning in for the very first episode of the S-Tech Podcast. I've been meaning to do this for a while. I've had the graphics on my computer for like years, and I've got the page on Anchor and everything. So probably nobody will listen to this, but if you do, thanks for listening. Maybe I'll make some more content. Um, I do have a YouTube channel. I also cover tech videos at youtube.com slash samfriedman. So be sure to subscribe. Uh, There's a little button on the Anchor page where you can click to subscribe to that. Um, So yeah, just stay tuned for more coverage if you're interested you know tweet me something on twitter you know send me something on youtube instagram whatever it is and i'll try to make some more content hopefully you like it thanks for listening and uh i'll see you in the next one hopefully